Welcome to the Waking Up Podcast. This is Sam Harris. Okay. Isaac and I are talking about our iTunes page, which he's become fixated on. I'm not fixated on it. We have... We have 15 reviews up, and if you're a listener, it would be great, if you haven't done so, to write one. I love more yeah. reviews. Seriously do this. It's So we don't have one of these slick URLs, unfortunately. Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like we're iTunes, Apple, US, podcast, not a huge fan. It's like pretty... Yeah, it's like we don't have a good URL, but... Um. Yeah. Well, pe- that doesn't matter, really, because people, when people subscribe to podcasts, they do it using whatever, like place they like to do it. Right. They don't really. People that listen to podcasts on iTunes don't really go to the URL. They just look for it. You know what I think we need? We need like a. So right now there's only 52 items on here. I think we need to, um, you know, list the podcast episode number, you know? No. Yeah, I think we should, most podcasts do that. I think we should do that. Uh, we do have that URL. Applepodcast.com slash not a huge fan goes right here. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. No, but I mean... Um, no, we don't need to put... Uh, the, episode the episode number. number. Yeah, I think no, we, we should. Don't. Why? What for? I, all all podcasts do that. They all put Not the all. number. Almost all of them do. What is the purpose of doing that? Because I think it just shows, I think when you're getting up into the upper numbers that we're at, we're at what, 73 or something? 74? Total. Yeah. But the, the, the 20-something are me talking all to All right, people. but still, so fine. Then 50, whatever. 52 then. Yeah, but what is that going to do? What is put the number is just extra characters. The reason you don't want to put numbers in there is it reduces the amount of visible space. Yeah, I, of I the know what you're saying, title. but every single podcast does that besides us. Not every single. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let's look at the podcast. Dirty John, my new fit. I actually really like this one. What yeah, is that about? Six, five, four, three, two, one. Where? What do you say? Dirty John is good. What is it about? It's a Los Angeles Times podcast. It's about like a creepy doctor guy. See, six, five, four, three, two, one. I, I like the way they've done it. Um, Rogan does it. Okay. But what do, what do you think that's going to do? Like, I'm not understand. You, you're citing what other podcasts do, but what is that? What do you think that this does? Startup doesn't do it. Uh, yeah, I think what it does is I, I think it's just, I, I don't know. I think like for, here's what I'm thinking. For us, which is not a popular podcast yet, uh, I mean, you know, not that popular, we, um, you know, we want to show that we've put in the work. We want somebody to join in. When somebody joins in, we want them to be like, oh, damn, this is their 70th episode. Anybody that goes to the page will, will see that. Like, I, I don't think it's as important as as you think it is. I don't think people that listen to podcasts. I feel like when I see a number on a podcast and I'm like, Oh, 90 something. I'm like, okay, this this podcast has done the work, you know? Whereas when I don't see that, 
I don't know. I like seeing the number on the front of it because I kind of know where I'm at. I know how late in their relationship I've arrived, you know? Don't you think that it, it's off-putting that people see them be like, oh my God, we're so deep into this? No, I think it's the opposite. Because I, I don't, anytime I see that, I'm just, I don't care about it. I look at if there's somebody's name is in the title, like Joe Rogan will put in the guest name. But he also puts a number. Right, but I don't care about the number. It's irrelevant to me. Well, I, I just feel like it also makes them easier to find. You know, like later on, you can be like, oh, uh, listen to episode 75. You know, without that, it's really hard to locate old episodes. For what? What do you mean? Well, like, you know, if I'm telling to somebody, oh, uh, listen to this. And you're going to know that number off the top of your well, head? Well, you can look it up. It's easier to find. How is that easier to find? if you Because don't... You're Googling it is way easier to find. How would you tell somebody, okay, let's let's play this game. You want to tell somebody to listen to our... What were we talking about earlier? We were talking about uh, uh, Sword no. and Scale. I said, listen to episode 20. Remember? Okay. But you happen to know that one. Yeah. But what if you don't know what number it is? Then I Google uh, blank episode of this, and then I can say Does it episode say episode 20. 20 on it? Yeah. Show me. You. What do you want me to... You want me to Google it is first? Is it episode 20 in iTunes or episode 20 in the name? In the name. Let's ask our listening audience if you have an opinion about whether or not we should put episode numbers in our names. Hit us up. We have an email address. Look, see, look what look what's so crazy is episode twenty. You, I type in Sword and Scale Epi, and episode ninety three, which I think is the most recent one. Or maybe in actually ninety. I think he did a hundred recently, but episode twenty is one of the first thing that comes up because Ooh. people people know that out. it's like it was so horrifying. Yeah, see, look, Sword and Scale episode twenty, Sword and Scale, five episodes of Sword and Scale that will keep you up at night. Mm. I think you're overstating it, but I'm you know I'm, Ronald I'm, William Brown. He was the guy who we were talking about. But no, anyway. I'm always willing to. Right, we need we need a third opinion here. Obviously, yeah. let's get a yeah. If you're a regular listener of this show and other shows, let us know what works for you. Yeah, what do you want? Right, works best for you. How would you? It wouldn't make it easier for you to share with other people. Maybe, maybe that's the case. They recently on iTunes they changed it so you can organize episodes by season. Hmm. You can also have sub seasons within. I don't the think we really need to do that, but that season three was a real downer. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Season four was and that's, amazing. That's not our style. No, it, well, it, that's more for serialized, right, 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 across, right. yeah, across episode stuff. So, in other news, we, you know, we 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 really need is some marketing advice. So, I tried to kind of write some copy for our description. Uh, because this is what I do for a living. Increasingly. Yeah, and then I put it up, and then you didn't then like I it. Then I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... After I, obsessing about it crazily, and after I asked you months ago, I was like, hey, anytime you want to, to come up with new copy, send it to me. Well, anytime was then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... I'm, I'm like leaving in the morning and... This frenzied message about Isaac's Jew brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's an emergency. Well, I didn't we like it because you changed it to the most like depressing. You were like, total failure. <laughs> Charles Disney just talks about nothing My, and no one cares. And 
It was just like so sad. But so. my that's my aesthetic. Like I don't I don't like puff language. You and have we have both agreed that we need to do a better job of marketing of like but selling I ourselves. I don't know that a description of the podcast is what is going to be the thing that makes the difference. I think it totally because if you look at some if you look at descriptions of podcasts, like some are just nothing. Some are like slick language. Right. Like Chapo Trap House has no description now, but that's because they've achieved notoriety on their own, you know, whereas we definitely need a way for people to understand what we're listening to. I mean, I, I think, God, you know, I mean, what's so unfair is just like some people have the money and the connections to really put their podcast in the top. I have no doubt that if we could just get our podcast in the top 10 for 10 fucking minutes. What do you mean the top 10? Like if we could just somehow have it be seen somewhere, you know, suggested or seen like, you know, on medium, I think medium like suggests people follow me, or at least I think they did when I was writing more. Um, and so I got tons of followers all the time because you know, it's automatic. Whereas we're not showing up in anything. Like we don't have any, where do you want to be shown on iTunes? You know, in the, like, say I click on the society and culture section, you know, it'd be great for not a few trans show up, but we'll never show up. There. Well, here's how it works. New and new and noteworthy are all new podcasts. Well, even noteworthy. Yeah. Well, let's see how new they are. Ready? Pure nonfiction. No. Let's see here. They have, no, pure nonfiction has 57 episodes. What's the start date? April 13th, 2016. Not new. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, all these fucking Gimlet Media motherfuckers get their shit shown in the front. Of course they have popular podcasts, you know? Like Dirty John, this shit's been on the very front of everything forever. Right. They did some, like, cross promotions. I mean, it would be great if we could... Yeah, I mean, we just got to get our shit in front of people, you know? Um well, our listeners, drink champs. Our listeners could definitely yeah, look at this shit. drink champs. Supposedly new and noteworthy. The first thing was March twenty sixth, twenty sixteen. A hundred episodes. Our our so listeners. That's another reason why I think we need to see. How many reviews episodes. do they have? A thousand and ten. Yeah, that's that also contributes. Well, but I'm saying I think it goes both ways. Like if we were in the front of this, we would have an influx of people. You know, rotated views. Well, that's another way presenting life from different perspectives. Mm. Stupid, but you know they have they have seventy seven episodes. They're older than we are too, and they, you know, have a thousand ratings. I think it's, you know, it goes with each other. And I think it's like once you reach a certain level, once you have a certain amount of content on there, they're probably like, all right, you know, maybe they'll feature you. I don't know, man. I mean, well, we need, we need to fucking hire a marketing person. Or you, something. Our we need our listenership to be evangelicals about it. Please share. But also, I think that you just kind of have inflated expectations about how fast these things happen. No, I don't have... Inf I'm, hey, look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just saying, you know, things happen because you... You know, you you uh, do marketing. You know what I mean? I mean, marketing fucking matters. But what... What, how would it be marketed? Where would it go? Who well, would... I, dude, so there's all kinds. Again, it's like, you know, I don't do the... My job as a creative is to make the concepts and the ideas and write the copy exactly like the copy I wrote for us, which let's review that. Uh, here's the copy. Uh, so I wrote a longer bit of copy for us. I wish... Do we have that? 
I can pull it up. Yeah. So the current copy we had, Charles had, I actually liked your copy up until the most recent one that you did, which was like very fucking droll and just like, like writer Isaac Simpson and failure, Charles Disney, something, something like, I, I don't know. I just didn't think, oh yeah. And you called me a Trump supporter in there, which is like, well, that, can I tell you how many, how much of my life I spend becoming a proxy for you? Anytime somebody asks about the podcast and they're like, what is it? Who's on it? And I say, well, it's me. And I describe you. And then they start arguing <laughs> with me about your views. And I'm like, it's, I mean, we can play this. I know how to say what Isaac would say, but maybe you should just listen. Right. But everybody gets immediately worked up. So, okay. So in that sense, I, I see why you wrote that. So what, yeah, let, let's say, let's like work through this. I agree. That, okay. Our current copy sucks. I admit our current copy is a journalist and comedian talk like no one's listening. Perhaps the only true bipartisan podcast. I think the first part is actually. All right. Yeah. I think, I think if we start with a journalist and comedian talk like no one's listening and then we spend a couple sentences describing ourselves, then it's good. Right. Currently though. Yeah. Not great. We definitely need to change this, but, uh, so let's do this. When somebody, asks you what you think how do you describe somebody say okay i just walked into you know i'm a comedian we just went to a show together uh something something we're having drinks afterwards uh, oh hey charles so like what else do you have going on well let's <laughs> let me clarify that i'm really bad at talking about anything i i Oh, I found the description, the longer one. Um, if somebody asks me about what it is that I do, I say, oh, I the podcast is, is myself and my friend Isaac, who is a journalist and a writer, and he's kind of has some right-wing beliefs, and he voted for Trump in the past election, and we'll generally talk about a specific issue or topic and go back and forth on it, and occasionally we have guests that add color or not to the conversation. That's what you say. No. And then how does this turn into an argument? Oh, they they say, "Well, what do you mean he's kind of right wing?" <laughs> and I say, "Well, Isaac, you know, he voted for Trump in the past election." And they're like, "Oh, why do you vote for Trump?" And I say, "Well, he's, okay. it's sort of about dismantling the establishment." And they're like, "Oh, and they think that he thinks that voting for Trump is the best way to, you know, and then we just gets into this right. thing." And he I'm gets like, into that thing. You know, I can I can be your proxy, but it's it's very funny. That's the thing that people always latch on to, right? Because I don't think I one of this one of the problems with a lot of people that I move in circles with is they don't they don't really have any contact with anybody who voted for Trump. They just kind right. of just have these cartoon ideas of Donald Trump voters in their right, head, right? Right. And I think that that's kind. They're always very interested that I would be around somebody like that. Right. But I'm, you know, if you know me, I'm not, I don't really care what your ideology is. I'm, I'm interested in people. Right. And I, I grew up in a red state and I'm lived in North Carolina. I'm surrounded by people that believe in different stuff than me. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think if you listen to the podcast for five seconds, you get it, you know? No. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's why I added that bipartisan podcast thing in there. I just, do you think that I'm conservative? Well, no, conservative is 
not accurate because you're not. Do you think I'm right wing? Yeah, you're kind of, you have right wing. I have some right wing ideas. Yeah. Right. But I also have some left wing ideas. Well, but your your focus is on right wing kind of, uh, what's the, I hate saying bugaboos all the time, but that's what it is. It's kind of right wing right. concerns. But it's not yeah. conservative. It's not conservative. It's it's right, and it's not alt right because alt right is explicitly anti-Semitic and racist. Eh, I don't know if that's true, but I, I, I mean, according I to according to your friends on the Daily Show, right? According to them, it is, but they are racist. So it's like they, of course, have an interest in saying that everybody on the alt right is racist. Whereas I don't think that that's true. I don't think Steve Bannon is a racist, but I think he's alt right. You know. Well, it gets into that weird definition of what alt-right means. There's there's a lot of people claiming it for themselves. Maybe I mean, we can Richard say, Spencer, like, right-wing non-racist. <laughs> alt-right non-racist, Isaac Simpson. How about that? Uh, is that alt-right non-racist? Right. That's kind of intriguing. And I'd click on that. I want to hear an alt-right non-racist. Alt-right non-racist Isaac Simpson. That sounds pretty good to me. All right. But the thing is, it's like I'm also, I mean, I'm mostly reactive. I'm mostly a reactionary. Yeah, you're 100% you reactionary. <laughs> In the sense of like, yeah, I'm I'm more disgusted with the establishment than I am uh, trying to forward like traditionalism. I mean, I kind of am trying to forward some types of traditionalism, I suppose. But yeah, I'm more of just like a radical, you know? I mean, I'm more of somebody who just looks at it from a very zoomed out perspective. But that's, the alt-right is fairly radical in there. Right. Yeah. It's not traditional conservatism. No, not at all. That's what's not been so all. funny about that Days of Rage book, especially yeah. reading it in this context of yeah. today. It's, you know, there's a lot of parallels. I mean, nobody's bombing anybody yet, but... It's it's pretty interesting to read these these stories from the sixties and seventies. Right. Well <clears throat> yeah, I I think um I don't know, it's hard for me to, I don't really think I'm right wing though. I mean it's not not I'm not afraid of saying that. I think it was I would actually prefer if I could say that, because then I would just make more sense. But I, I don't think I would be I mean, okay, so like, what's a right-wing policy? I mean, I, I, I guess really what I am is I'm pretty libertarian increasingly, you know? I think that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, you know? Is it? I think so, you know? I just read this book called Forest Passage by Ernst Younger. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Such a good book. And he's kind of like a forefather of libertarianism. And I really like that book a lot and i think american america is you know foundationally it's pretty libertarian you know foundationally but not functionally no yes definitely not functionally um but i think libertarian if that's in the description it's so like it's just a little passe I know, like right? The, yeah, the, libertarian. Who wants to hear from yeah. fucking other libertarian? And those guys, they're they're just not consistent. I never hear libertarians where, 
like I, I flirted with that in college, but it was so inconsistent in its application that I'm just like, man, eh, right. you just kind of fucking. And the whole taxation is theft thing is dumb. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think taxation is theft. No, we got to run a country. Yeah. It's like, that's just so silly. And gotta... you know, like that, remember that guy I used to argue on my Facebook all the time, Nick Renzi, yeah, like yeah. that hard. You'd be like, you don't understand. The state is exerting force yeah. on you all Vi- the time. It's violence against me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. That is what's happening. I don't think anybody doesn't realize that. It's yeah, like, we, that's not that amazing. We got to you know? build roads and bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to be <laughs> a functional place for laws, people. laws, you know? Yeah. We got to pay for the cops. I mean, you know, I appreciate that sort of like red pilledness, you know, that that's like, think it doesn't have to be this way, you know? So I appreciate that side of it, but I, I don't think like, yeah, oh, let's not have taxes, you know? Um, and they don't so get- yeah, man. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm kind of in a rough place in that sense. I think that that's why I've actually f- had such trouble finding an audience up until this point. I mean, I you know I have I've had plenty of articles that have made waves and I get paid to write, but I think it, my life would be so much easier if I was just like I'm a right wing writer. Yeah. You know, like I'd be so much better off because then I'd be like, okay, here's my audience. I will now project myself to my audience and you can just listen to me so you can hear what you want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to fucking tell people what they want to hear. I have no interest in that at all. No, it's boring. Yeah. I want to tell people shit that they don't want to hear, you know, like I want to make people feel the way I felt when I first read, you know, uh, this younger book for one or I mean I hate to always use this example but Ted Kaczynski's manifesto I know that's insane to say but it was like reading that perspective I'm not saying he's right but seeing things in that way was just so new you know it was because he wasn't saying this is what you want to hear he was telling me something new new you know and so yeah I don't want to be one of these people who just has bugaboos. Yeah. You know, I'm not, it's like, oh, the, here's the liberal left media trying to convince you of this, you know? Like, I don't want to be that. Why is it boring? It's just, yeah. I, it's, it's No, dogma. it's fucking stupid. It's it's so Saul Alinsky-ish, and it's so disappointing. It's like, I see that, you know, what happened to Milo Yiannopoulos, what happened to anybody on the right, this is immediately what happens to them. And they just become this, like, yeah, they just, okay... Uh, we're going to have these principles, but then as soon as the other side does anything slightly like this, we're just going to use it against them. Right. You know, there's no like, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're going to be offensive. Right. Until this happens and then we're going to be offended. And then we're going to be offended. Yeah. Okay. The perfect example of this was last year. There's these new alt-right people, Right. Uh, Jack Probasiek and all these fucking charlatans. And they just learn these Alinskyite methods. So it's like, oh, we're going to um, be all pissed about um, freedom of speech all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we're going to go. Wow. How did this fucking go? You're talking about the... The play. The what, what happened Caesar? with the play? Yeah. They show up. Oh, right, right, right. We're going to be all pissed that people are shouting down our expression yeah. of our ideas. And then we're going to go shout down right. the expression of other people's ideas. Yeah. You know, it's like, we believe in the First Amendment and art and 
free expression, and then we're going to go and turn around and do exactly the thing that yep. we are accusing our people of doing. Yeah. And like acting all offended yeah. by it. And we're a victim. And it's like, okay, well, clearly you have no principles. All you do is just go back and forth, back and forth. Want me to read your long description that you wrote for the podcast? Okay, so what we need for the podcast is a some type of marketing strategy. So this is what Isaac wrote as the long description. A renowned journalist and beloved comedian talk like no one's listening. I guess that's sarcasm, right? It's a little sarcastic, yeah. I mean a little. It, it is or it isn't. No, I mean it's supposed to be. I, okay, so what I was trying to what I was trying to get across there is the good feedback I've gotten on the podcast is generally people saying, "What I really like is how I didn't you finish just, it. It just feels. Hold on, but, but with that sentence, what I'm trying to offer is what I like is that it feels like you guys are really just genuinely having a conversation. Like yeah. you're not performing. Like this is really just a conversation between two guys, and I really like that. Yeah. And so I was trying to like get that forward where it's like, we're not performing. Like this is genuinely a very real conversation where we're not really pulling any punches. Not a huge fan shines the blazing flashlight of rationality upon the darkest corners of culture, politics, sex, and technology. These totally non-hyperbolic conversations may be the only truly bipartisan bits of media in existence. Right. Well, that was supposed to be a joke, the last thing, obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's because I'm being like so effusive and then I'm like, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't really work. No, no well, it's it not very good. I it, agree. It, it, because, not because it's not good, but because it just, it sounds like puff language. Well, on purpose. The sarcasm, but it doesn't, the sarcasm is not conveyed. The the puff language comes through. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the things that we want to get across, I think the strategy here, what we're selling, this is what we do in my advertising class. The strategy that we're selling here is... Okay, so let's like do the creative process. Do you know how the creative process works? Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay. So first of all, what's our goal? Uh, your goal. What's our goal? Your goal appears to be to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible, and hopefully the eyeballs transform into ear holes. Okay, what's your goal? My goal is to make something good. What's our objective? Our objective is to make something good. That's your objective. That's my objective. What's our marketing objective, though? Like, I, I know that, of course, that we are going to try to make something good. What is our mar- what is our objective in marketing? I don't have a marketing objective. I I, I don't really. I, I just don't. I'm. I find marketing abhorrent. I I don't. I don't really care. All right. So, uh, I know that you don't care, but. I don't know. Wouldn't it be nice to like have a lot of listeners? But don't you think that that is some? You're you're kind of hoping for that you can like market people into it. No, 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 no. And I don't think that's that's going to come as a result of 
writing descriptions and doing all that stuff. I think it's going to be a matter of probably being more aggressive about getting in front of people in organic ways and getting people that have platforms to talk about us or right. or listeners that are kind of passive to turn more active and start sharing and, and I don't know, getting the word out better. I yes. completely agree. I think that in terms of our like problem, our problem is 90% technical, 10% creative, right. right? Whereas I think a lot of marketing strategies are the opposite. You know, when Toyota is marketing, they don't have a platform problem because they have the money to get in front of you however they want. Sure. So that's why they spend so much money on creative because they can do the media. They, the media buys are easy. Yeah. Whereas what we really need to be creative about is how to get more platform, you know? That, so it's really a technical problem, mm. not a storytelling problem, you know? That said, I think even to begin the technical part of outreach, we have to establish our short-form description and our short-form brand. You know, I think we have... Our logo's funny, yeah. Uh, I made that in two seconds in Photoshop. You know, yeah, which is great. I think our um, episode titles are great. I do think we need to have numbers on them, but I think we have great episode titles. Our third opinion on the numbers. I like your descriptions of the episodes. I think those are always really good. That's and good. I think they like have a lot of your voice in them. So I think they're really like solid. So I just think the thing, the only really thing we're missing before we need to really go out and get more people to try and platform us is a really good short description. Don't you think it would be better just to have something crazy in there instead of trying to come up with this like perfect language that's going to... Yeah, sure. Let's do something completely outside of the box. But what? Yeah, that's going to be... I think we should think about those things versus like the perfect like No, but I'm saying that can be the perfect thing, but I'm just trying to start us somewhere so we know what our goal is because if you know what your goal is, yeah. then you can actually execute it. Yeah. So let's say our goal is to completely subvert. Like I would like to like start having like, you know, an imitation of that dude that we talked about. <laughs> like, well, this is brought to you by the <laughs> hospital that i'm in right now because i have I'm so weak and frail and so non-intimidating to anyone and just buy my rocket mortgage it's great improv rocket mortgage this is brought to you by goldman sachs i think like some of them are literally are so yeah yeah it's a tough one so yeah, so no, but I'm saying. I want our description to say, listen up, faggots. Yeah. And that'll be it. Right. But how do we actually do that? Because you can't say that, I'm sure. Not on iTunes. You get no. kicked right the fuck off. So how do we I'm say I'm surprised that? that we haven't been censored previously. Did I tell you about Facebook remove one of my posts? Yeah, you told me. But that wasn't related to this. Luckily. No. But uh, what did, what's your reader email? Oh, you want to hear some reader email? The first one is from... Joe, fuck is Joe? Sun Valley. He said, "Really enjoyed the Burning Man episode. That was a thoroughly fun listen." I'm curious though. Isaac mentioned going to Stockholm. Has oh, right. this been mentioned before in another podcast, or did he travel there more recently? 
Not sure how you'd work it into a podcast, but be, I'd be interested in hearing about that or his perception of the rest of Scandinavia if he's been to more. Oh, nice. Wants to hear about your travels abroad. Yeah, I have been to Stockholm. I was arrested in Stockholm, actually. It's a pretty good story. For what? Uh, drunken Disorderly? behavior. Yeah. What did I, you do? I didn't get charged, but I got arrested. Were they nice, the cops they were, there? They were actually really nice. They were very firm and then very nice. Yeah. Which is the Swedes in a nutshell. That sounds right. So yeah. Were you in jail? No, I didn't actually get taken to jail. I, they managed to avoid jail. Do you think they're used I to... I did get put in a paddy wagon and driven almost to jail. Do you think they're used to Americans doing that over there? It's like, ah, oh, God. They are very well coordinated. So this is like totally besides the point. But there's the like the shit cheesy club area in Stockholm. It's called Sturaplan. Mm-hmm. And like all the bars work together. So they like all have the same bouncers. It's like one whole unit of bouncers that works at all the doors. And they communicate with each other. Mm. So I got like ostracized from all the bars because I was drunk in one of them and they so they wouldn't let me in anywhere so I started like freaking out and then they were like immediately I was like put in a fucking headlock and like delivered to the police in the center of the thing how old were you 25 oh wow and uh then I kind of like sobered up and I was like, okay, uh, just kidding, guys. Like, <laughs> sorry. And they put me in the thing and they're like, all right, we're taking you to jail. And I was like, they started driving and I was just like, look, just I, everything's fine. I'm not that drunk. I was acting like an idiot. Just please take me back to my hostel. Like, I will behave. And so they did. Wow. Yeah. And then I went back to the fucking, <laughs> I literally walked right back to the clubs and I tried to get in. And they still wouldn't let me in. <laughs> That's amazing. The cops would just be like, all right. I know. Well, it was go. very Swedish. That would not happen here. No. You'd get booked. You get in the car here. Yeah, you're you're f- taste. Yeah, you're fucked. What a great story. Yeah. Anyway, so there's my Sweden story. There you go. We won't do a whole episode about it, though. Yeah. I don't think we need one. And then comedian Josh Denny wrote. Oh, good. Good old Josh. Comedian, we need to have him on. Let's talk about platform. He's our one way to com- get in front of people. Comedian Josh Denny wrote. I like how in the episode about women's privilege in comedy that no one talks about the reason people do comedy is because they want to make people laugh or like writing jokes. Uh, It's entirely self-serving. If you start doing comedy for any reason other than that, you're a piece of shit and you should quit. Nobody should be thinking about broad strokes until they can do that first part. I think that's a good point. I think he's right. Yeah, I, I I, I kind of think that that was... Just assumed. Yeah, I think that was assumed. Yeah, I, but maybe. I mean, there are people that that's not their being funny is not their first. No, thing. of course. I think the we did we glossed over the craftsmanship element, of yeah. it, which is like, yeah, of course you you have to enjoy the yeah, act think, of comedy. I think everybody was on board with that. One. Right, right, right. No, I don't think anybody would have disagreed. I think we was just like after that. What are your deeper motivations, and what are your you know. But it, this is probably why Josh is successful because he focuses on the small things yeah. instead of. It's like <laughs> let me just make some good jokes here. Yeah, I, get, I he doesn't get it. ahead of himself right, worrying right, about right. the message he's sending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Thanks um, to both people for writing in. Yeah. Hey, keep it up, man. Josh, we'll have you on again. We got to have Josh on. We got to have Adam Todd Brown on. Anybody we know with a little tiny bit of fame, we got to get on here. I, I, I want to go on other people's podcasts and be an asshole. I think that that right. would be See, good we got to be better at that. Yeah, I, I'm always reluctant to do that. But yeah, we fucked that up on Adam Todd Brown. Well, we were just No, like, I'm sure they'd be happy too. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we had somebody come on here and be a total fucking asshole. Oh, it would be great. It'd be great. Okay, do you know what the... Uh, this would be just fun to do. Let's just do the creative. We, well, we have like 10 minutes left. Let's no. just do the creative process because it's fun. This is what I, and this is what I am starting to do for a living, which I actually really enjoy. I okay. got to be honest. I'm in this uh, advertising class called Bookshop. Mm. Me and Chris Callahan, former podcast guest, oh. one of our actually my favorite episodes ever, the advertising episode. Mm. Episode one number. We don't know. Yeah, we, should, we should talk about your, your criteria too because we got, we got into it on the phone and then I was like, that's, that's just a waste. You know, somebody told me, a couple people told me recently that they love Heather as a guest. And yeah. I've always been like, she says like too much. Sorry, Heather. Yeah. But people love her. Yeah. People are like, she's a really good. And you know what? I re-listened to, I think I like listened to a second, or I, I with that in mind, I listened to our most recent one. And I do see why she's a good guest, actually. I think she... She says some cool stuff. We had, Isaac and I had a a long phone argument about our ability to listen to episodes. Oh, right. We should talk about this. And that, but that ties into what we're talking about now. Because my theory that Isaac doesn't like, and this is probably a little asshole-ish of me to say, is I don't think that Isaac's uh, compass for good podcasts that we make is always right. I think it's skewed. Charles thinks that you have a better objective ear than I do and that I have a skewed ear Correct. that only wants to hear myself sound good and yes. I don't care about anything else. Right. But our show is half me sounding good, at least. So, of course, that matters. But uh, Yeah, that matters, but it it's not determinative of the quality of an episode. Right. And I, I really don't know, but I, you don't have any basis. Well, th- I thought about this. it because I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to say things and then not have backing for it. And this is my theory about why uh, it's true. We both have different podcast tastes, but that's not really relevant to this. I like talk radio. You like storytelling stuff, right? That's so true. We like, we kind of like different things, and but that doesn't really fold into this because we're listening when we're talking about an episode of our show. We're listening to both of us, and I think that. This sounds pretentious, and I'm really trying not to sound pretentious, but I went, I have a lot of art school training. So, one of the things you learn in art school is to kill your darlings. Yeah, I know that, man. Okay. I know how to kill but my I think, darlings. Do you? Because yeah. I don't I don't I don't know that because that's all writing is all killing your darlings. I understand that, but I've been killing my darlings forever. Like I've I have that as my my background. And I do stand up, and my darlings are immediately destroyed every time that I want them to work and they don't. So I feel like sometimes I can take a more objective listen and not be influenced by times when I'm sort of in love with what's happening versus you're what really, I think. You're pulling the art school card. But I think, you went to art school and I didn't. I, so I, I think that art school was a good training ground for that because it really put in my mind th- 
it took a long time, but when I was in school, the one good thing about going to film school is it trained me out of being in love with everything that I made. Dude, do you uh, give me a fucking break here, man? <laughs> I make shit professionally. I mean, this is what I do. For I know. A living. I know. I'm not. It's not just. I don't. But you, you don't know, make podcasts for a living. No, you, I don't make podcasts. You make for, writing. For a writing. Living, is, but sure, but it's, dude, kill your darlings is the central fucking thing of writing. I Always. understand that. You have to kill your darlings. I understand and, that, but you're not. Yeah, this isn't we're written. Not this writing, is an audio is production. True, but I don't think it means that I don't have a no you're right and this is totally off the cuff yes. so yeah there's probably a shit ton of darlings in here that should be killed right right but we don't do that we just let the fucking thing go so but we don't because I, I I snip I go in and I'm I listen for like stuff that's bad or I'll cut off the end of an episode do you but you, you cut off ends but you do you usually edit the middle yeah I'll, I'll cut out pieces of the middle really? that I think are boring like when when you're I'm trying to think of the most recent one. There was some we had when 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 your dad was on. We had some long digression right. into something. I think I actually noticed tedious. That when you took off. I, I noticed that you took some tedious, which I think it's good. And I think, hey, if you want to slash and burn this shit, fine. But I. But my position is that th- this is where this ties in. It's not that I don't think you you don't know how to do good podcasts. I I that's not the case. But I think that sometimes we'll do a podcast and your opinion of it isn't correct because it's out of line with what the average listener is interested in or is entertained by which isn't which is what like what is the average what do you think that i'm not hearing like specifically heather is a perfect example right like you don't sorry to I, the only there's one I have z- literally one critique of Heather and it's that she says like too much. That's it. That's but, all the only you, one. But you did say I don't think she's a good guest. I didn't say I didn't think she's a good guest, Heather. <laughs> she's she's an advocate. I didn't listener. say that. I didn't say I don't think she's a good guest. I thought the first time I listened to it with in the La La Land episode, it just seemed like slightly unprofessional, only because there was so much saying of like. And in the second one, you know, Gracie said, actually, Heather's a really good podcast guest because she, you know, says these personal anecdotes and, you know, she really adds a lot. And so I went into it listening with that ear in mind and I was like, wow, actually, that's really true. Podcast, Heather is a great podcast guest. And I see why you were defending her that first time because I was letting something very superficial get in the way of right. of the larger thing. But that has nothing to do with killing darlings. But it, That's just being irritated by a vocal tick, which is saying like, but and I'm I, not, I think that that is not, something that sets apart a professional podcast from an unprofessional one, is saying those verbal ticks. Uh, maybe. it's it's In that case, it's not so much about killing your darlings, but it's being able to hear that and go, oh, this is compelling and people are into it. And not be surprised when people said, oh, I really enjoyed that episode. I was it's surprised by favorites. that. But I, I wasn't, I, I do feel like we have drilled down as hosts. We, of course, anytime you do something as many times as we've done this now, you get better at it. Yeah. And I do think we've gotten better at it. And I think that it just sounds more professional. And clearly that Burning Man episode was a tipping point for us in a way because a lot of people... Really love that episode. Yeah, people like it. I think it's because Evan offers a lot in terms of like color commentary. I think we do what we did well, which was like me telling a story of something I did, you know, as you were saying. So I think there were a lot of reasons why that clicked, but I also think we just sound more professional now. No? No, I wasn't arguing about that end of it. Right. 
I was talking about. You just think I can't hear it this time. I, I, I don't think, know if there's any proof of that. I think though. there. Well, we just listed numerous times. Well, one time when, with the when liking, you're, but you're, but, I, but not liking somebody saying like is a legitimate criticism. I just wasn't seeing through that. Right, and I think that that's your your blinder is on sometimes because you'll get something in your head about whether or not something was good. And it, you're not allowed. Okay, to, like, but then what's an example no. of me doing that for myself and not killing my darlings? Uh, I would say I'm trying to let's look at our episodes. There's so many I can't remember. I them know, all. and they don't have numbers, so it's impossible to tell which ones. I which. don't know that I would remember a number, but I could listen. I I could be very wrong in the numbers. Um, I think we need the numbers. We'd be like, oh, that's this number. The the other the count the other examples I would give is I don't like when I think when Cameron comes on. It's tremendous. I I like when Cam- I don't dislike. When but Cam I think in the past you've kind of and I think because he puts pressure on he you, he puts a lot of pressure on me. And I think that you misread that as being not as good because you feel like because you're not maybe a hundred percent stellar when Cameron is pressuring you. Yeah, I no, I agree with that. That you sometimes misread that as oh, that's not as good of a. When I've never said that a camera, I don't know. I felt bad. like I felt like after we did, not the not the Nazi one that I destroyed, but the the two that we did previously. Um, you know, <laughs> pretend that I didn't. The two that we did previously, I feel like you were kind of iffy about them. Oh, I don't think so at all. I mean, I think there's a reason White Fragility is on there. I agree. Cameron is by far the most difficult person I have being on here because yeah. he's so. You're right. He's so aggressive. Yeah. And it's hard. It's like, yeah, it's hard for me to tangle with him. But I don't think that that's bad. I think you're right. I think it's good. Yeah. I I don't have any problem with those episodes. The ones that I don't like are some of our really early ones where it's just a fucking mess. It's like, that's the... Which ones? I'm not even defending those. Like, when I have a podcast that I hate, it's because I'm thinking like... I don't want to hear this inane bullshit of these like two people who think they're funny fucking like bantering with each other. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, it's like the guys on, I I can't listen to, exactly. I can't listen to How Stuff Works, which is like a hugely popular podcast because I just, the banter between the hosts, it's like so not funny or interesting. It just sounds unprofessional and dumb. It's like, you know, one of the top podcasts you always see on the top list is Guys We've Fucked. Oh, right. And it's these two just utterly reprehensible human be- uh, potential. Reprehensible. Utterly reprehensible human beings talking about their disgusting sex lives. I listened to like twenty minutes of it, and I was just like, I would rather fucking. This is like literal hell to me. Listening to these people's conversations, I would rather do anything besides listen to these people talk about the guy the guys they've had sex with. Anything. And, you know, that type of like, eh, like we've got a rapport, like, I just think everybody wants to have that. And it's just, I don't like that type of shit. But people do like it. I know some people do. So what does that have to but do I with, don't. with what episodes did we do? That I just like think that? some, again, like that I know. That episode where we talked about guys we fucked. Right. A <laughs> bad episode. Gosh, can we just have that? <laughs> Let's just steal their exact <laughs> We should do that. We should do a series of episodes where we just ape other podcast <laughs> premises and just do the yeah. entire episode in that style. 
Maybe that'll be a season. We'll just do a season of aping other people's podcasts. Yeah, it's like the exact same thing that they do. Like how stuff works about something like really dumb. Yeah, we can do a Gimlet style yeah. description of something that you did. So, no, I don't know. When it gets into that really chatty area of like, that's why the like thing bothers me. Because it's like, I feel like when it's a bunch of people who just sound like they're chatting at like a high speed of talking i just don't like that you know i feel like that's not good like what? let me think of some episodes let me let me look let me see what some of my there's been just times in the past and we haven't had this for a long time but when i'm just like this sucks kaepernick is one of our favorite that ones. that is an evergreen download yeah. everybody loves that one i think our jewish privilege one's great dave what's his Rosie? name like, he, dave, he's another really difficult one yeah, you know, Evan's difficult, but in a different way. He's pretty w- well behaved on we the podcast. We gotta get Rosie back on. Yeah, let's it's get been Rosie too on. long. So you didn't like libtard advertising. It's not that I don't like it. I think it's fine, but you keep saying that it's like one of the best ones ever. I just I like when we explore an issue in like a serious way. You know? No, that's fine. I don't. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's bad. I mean, you're right though that I will. I will admit to you though that it is kind of fucking true that clearly the ones that have the f- that are popular on here are the more fireworks filled ones. Yeah. So I mean, can you see which ones people are listening to more than others? It's not on iTunes, right? On on Podbean. That's right. But no, who the hell listens to anything on Podbean? But that's where all the data is. Like on Podbean. The data that I have is all of our downloads. So it says how many downloads something has, where it came from. And the majority of our listeners are from iTunes and Player FM. Yeah, this the Spencer episode was pretty bad. That was not one of our best. That Good. young kid who went on in here, who was all right, that was a pretty bad episode. With Nick? Yeah. Sweet little Nick? This wasn't a good episode. Adi, the Adi episode. Oh, he's a, not a good a episode. Mess. He's, I mean, he babbles. I, I don't think it, well, I think it's our fault also. You know, I mean, it's not his fault. We don't, well, we don't sometimes, we let people sometimes yeah, just kind I do, of, exactly. So sometimes I feel like we don't do our job. We're polite. We're yeah, too we're polite. exactly. We're way Instead too nice. Instead of being like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we need, it's true. The fireworks are, are the times in which it's good. So well, yeah, I guess we need more, we just need more people to fight with. Maybe. We need it. We need to crank it up. We got plenty. Just need to invite them back. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Another strong ending. Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can leave reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can discuss it on your own blog or podcast, 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 podcast. Uh.